0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today, we are going to tackle three verses. Uh, We're continuing in Paul's warning against false teachings at the church in Colossae. And he's speaking to Christians, essentially asking Are your lives primarily Christ-driven or culture-driven? And he's going to talk about how these false teachers are trying to drive what these Christians do. And he's going to ask, is that what's driving you, or is Christ what's driving you? So let's look at these verses, and then we'll reflect on that question. This is Colossians 2, verses 20 through 22. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. So there's a lot in those couple verses. Essentially, he's saying, if we've died to the things of the world, Why are we submitting to worldly regulations, things like don't handle this and don't taste this and don't touch this, because they are all referring to things that are temporary, things that perish, and they're according to human precepts and teachings. And if you remember last episode, we looked at the first part of verse 20, and we talked about how if we have died with Christ to the world, then we shouldn't live according to the world being of the world, one with the world. We should be different. So the question then as we put all these verses together is this, are we primarily driven in life? Are we formed in life from Christ or the cultures around us? Think about what shapes our view of God the most, our view of the world, our view of ourselves or how we should live. Is it Christ or the cultures around us? Now, the reason I say cultures, plural, that are around us is because I don't only mean the culture broadly, like the secular culture we live in or the world in its most broad sense. No, I mean the relational networks around you. So, yes, we live in a secular culture here, but also think about your church culture, your family culture the culture of your friendships and closest relationships. Because at the end of that last section I read, Paul said that people were living according to human precepts and teachings, meaning it was driven by people, the cultures around them, and that can come from within the church, within the family, or just the culture as a whole. So we need to ask, are our lives driven by rules and regulations that people give us, or are they driven by what Christ says? Now, there's an old reformer in the 1500s named John Calvin, and he wrote about this passage that the main issue, again, just like in the past couple verses, is that false teachers were telling Christians that they're only really Christians if they do or don't do certain practices. So he notes, rightly so, I think, that Paul is saying here, hey, there's two problems with these certain practices. There's two reasons why Christians really don't have to follow them. First, he says, they're only external. They're not spiritual things. They're not dealing with the heart. They're just external. What he said is they perish. They're temporary. But the second problem is that they are man-made. They're commanded by humans. They're not commanded by God. And I think those two are the problems that Paul gives us. So, let's just consider those two things quickly. First, Paul says that these commands from these teachers, they can't be requirements for Christians. We don't need to be driven by them because they only deal with external things, not internal. And we know from the Bible's teaching that the kingdom of God is not merely about external behavior or actions. It's about the heart. All of the commands he lists in verse 21 not to handle, touch, or taste, they're all external factors. He says they all perish, they're frail, temporary, not lasting. That is the opposite of the kingdom of God. It's not merely physical. It's not going to perish. It's not frail or temporary. It will last eternally. Therefore, these things can't be requirements because they perish. This is how Paul says it in Romans 14 verse 17. He says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, which is all the things he just talked about in verse 21, handling, touching, taste. That's, that's physical things like food and drink. He says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Those are all things that come from the inside. Things that are only temporary and physical can't be requirements for the people of God in the kingdom of God. So that's the first reason why we don't need to follow these things. The second reason that Paul gives is actually at the end of verse 22 where he says these commands are according to human precepts and teaching. So, Calvin says they can't be requirements for our salvation or our life with God because they didn't come from God. They only came from human tradition. These commands around handling, tasting, touching, again, at the core, they seem to be referring to Old Testament commands about cleanliness and ability to worship God. And We've talked about that in previous episodes. But as we said, all of those laws were pointing to Christ and they were fulfilled in Christ. So we don't follow those laws because we are already clean. We're already accepted in Christ. We can worship God through Christ alone. So any human who tells you that you can't access God unless you do these physical rituals apart from Christ would fall into this camp that Paul rebukes. Does that make sense? So he's saying these things once mattered, but now the ongoing necessity of physical things has ceased. We don't need that anymore because now we have Christ. Here's how one theologian named G.K. Beale speaks about this idea of man made religious requirements. He says this When such laws are made a requirement for Christians, then a corrupt religion is created, which in fact is idolatrous. It is idolatrous because the focus is on self-made religion, not on Christ. It is idolatrous because it focuses on outmoded laws that pointed to Christ and not on Christ as the fulfillment of those laws. I know that's kind of dense, but he's saying, look, any requirements that we put on ourselves or others that isn't found fully and wholly in Christ, it's idolatry. All of these laws pointed us to Christ. He fulfilled them. We don't need to do them anymore because now they are fulfilled in Him. And that cultural pressure, those commandments and rules, they may come from non Christians around you on how you should live, it may come from spiritual leaders, from parents from other Christian friends, and we have to know unless these practices center on Christ and our freedom in Christ, they are of no value. So I think we need to end by just asking this. What does Christ say about this? You know, if we're to look to and focus on Christ, what does he say about traditions and burdens that others put on us? Let me end by just reading a few verses. In regard to the physical versus the heart and spiritual, here's what Jesus says in Matthew 15, verses 10 and 11. Jesus said to them, hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. So again, he's saying, look, it's not about the physical, it's about your heart. That's why we don't need to focus on certain things we're eating or drinking, because that's not what defiles us. The kingdom of God is after our heart. Now, on the danger of following human traditions more than following God, listen to part of this story in Mark 7, uh, verses 5 through 8. It says, The Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but they eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus ends by saying, you leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. That is a sharp warning for us. He says, you only cared about the external you only wanted it to seem like you loved God. Your heart was far from him. You left God to care more about these human-made traditions. So lastly, let me end with this verse. The false teachers, they always place heavy burdens on us to follow. I love Calvin once again. He said that human traditions, they're like labyrinths that entangle us more and more. They're like suffocating. They close in on us. But what does Christ offer? Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christ is not placing heavy burdens for you to follow. He's not giving you a maze to get out of. He's not placing things on you. He's offering rest in the work that He's already done. So consider today are there any requirements, rules that you feel you need to follow or that you tend to place on others? I want you to give that some thought today, that things that you would say, well, you're not really a Christian if you don't do this or if you do this. What are some of those rules and requirements? And if you've got something in your mind, I would encourage you to confess that to the Lord, lay it down, and find rest in Christ alone. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.